what was the uh, Tom Tucker with the the news anchor? Yes. I'm not wearing any pants. Film at eleven. That guy. <laughs> What it is, what it do, this is Rambling, your weekly Rams podcast that gives you insight of the team and news from around the NFL. I'm your host and team reporter, Serena Morales, coming at you from beautiful Napa Valley, California, where the team has joint practices with the Raiders leading up to the first game of the preseason in Oakland this Saturday. Joining me, a man who was at practice. He's been at many practices, <laughs> not just for the Rams, but for many NFL training camps this offseason. You can catch him on NFL Network, DirecTV, Red Zone, and most importantly, he will be our play-by-play announcer alongside Nate Burleson and Mina Kimes in the booth for all of your Rams preseason action. action Andrew Siciliano. <laughs> Uh, we get the Michael Thompson horn. That's awesome. You've come, you've that come is fantastic. to play. You've come to play today, Andrew. Can I compliment the music? It kind of has a uh, uh, mid-90s gang star feel to it. That's like exactly, DJ Premier. Exactly why star. I picked it. Yeah. It pretty much represents me. I mean, do you, because do you, I'm now really going old school with my hip hop, far older than you, respectfully, do are we connecting on Gangstar? Absolutely. Okay, good. I'm glad that's established. That I'm older. <laughs> Great. Yes, I am. Yes, this these are facts. Hashtag you, truth. Hashtag, hashtag, hashtag. Uh, you've been around a lot of NFL teams, just, you know, per your job. Um, how would you describe, given you are on NFL Networks, so you're seeing big picture. We're with the Rams. Mm-hmm. So, like, we're looking at all the little details. How would you describe this Rams team to a general football fan i would describe this rams team as a team that over the last two seasons has won six games by 29 or more points as a team that won 13 games a year ago as a team that gashed the cowboys in the divisional round that went to new orleans and it is overlooked how well jared goff played in that game because only you know the only thing people care about is a penalty that didn't happen um and one in New Orleans, the most difficult place to play. We, I was not there for, for the middle game, for the regular season game, but you were there three times last year. Um, it is as difficult a place to play. It was the loudest visiting building I've ever been in my entire life. Now, granted, I've never been to a game in Seattle. Okay. That should hopefully change this year, week four. But uh, I've never heard a louder building. I've heard plenty of people say they've never heard a louder building. I'm missing the point, or rather I'm avoiding the question. The answer is this is a team that I realize they've replaced two people on the offensive line, and you're asking two young players who basically had redshirt years last year to step in and fill some pretty big shoes. Mm -hmm. But I honestly think it's a team that got better after making it to the Super Bowl. Obviously, we know what happened, but winning the NFC Championship, and I think they got better. You don't see... You don't see that very often. You don't see a team come back with a six-time pro bowler like Eric Weddle, come back with a guy that is a franchise sack leader in Clay Matthews um, who does still have something left in the tank. You don't see a team improve. They get Cooper Cup back. They didn't have him, obviously, the second half of the season. So uh, it is a rarity because normally a team that makes it that far can't pay everybody. And people leave. Uh, That was not the case here. So who would the Rams have to worry about then? 
this coming season? In the division or in the conference? Let's go big, big picture. I'm going to start small, actually. Can I do it that way? Yeah, because, go backwards. Because Seattle still did make the playoffs. Obviously, the Cowboys beat them. The Seahawks could have, would have, should have won that game. Sure. I do think Seattle's defense has huge question marks. I never underestimate Russell Wilson. I think the Niners will be better. I, I, I'm in, They're an enigma to me. I don't know how much better they will be. Um, I don't know if Garoppolo just picks up where he left off. Um their defense has the pieces. Their secondary is still a bit of a mess. And then you have the Cardinals, who are certainly going to be more exciting. I do not think they're in any way ready to challenge for anything. They're better than four wins, but they're not that good. Bigger picture NFC, somebody's coming out of the NFC North that will be a juggernaut. Mm-hmm. Okay, It's likely the Bears but I think the Vikings are a strong bet as well. They looked so good last year. Right. The NFC South, I mean, you think it's the Saints. If I told you or the Panthers, it was just in Carolina a couple of days ago. Um, their defense is kind of undergoing a transformation in terms of the style. They're kind of going 3-4, although it's not really going to be a 3-4. They have eight first-rounders on defense. Eight. Now, they couldn't get to the quarterback last year. If everyone stays healthy, they will this year. Cam looks healthy, work in progress. That'll be a fun first game of the season. It will be a fun first game, especially having it on the road. I I do think Carolina is a sleeping giant. Okay. I don't know, other than the Eagles, that anyone from the NFC East truly scares me. Now, if Zeke comes back and he's there day one, I think he's going to hold out into the season. That's not necessarily inside information. It's simply a gut Mm -hmm. feeling. Um. The Saints are going to be there again. Yeah. The Saints will not take a huge step back. Maybe a little bit, but they're going to be there. Michael Thomas is there. Michael (laughs) Thomas is there. The Saints, the Panthers, the Bears, the Vikings. I'll throw in the Seahawks. I I think those... Those are the teams, but then again, there's a team every year that comes out of nowhere. Sure, you named some good. I mean, the Bears. The Bears were that team last year. Yes, right. I I think there's a legitimate question in Chicago whether or not with Vic Fangio gone, Chuck Pagano statistically had really bad defenses in Indianapolis. Now he had Ryan Grigson drafting for him. He didn't have this talent. Now he's in Chicago. If there's ever pressure on a coordinator this year. It's Chuck Pagano. Now's the time mm-hmm. because he's got a really good defense. Now he's got the pieces. You right. would have to look. No, he knows what he's doing. Now let's see it with these pieces. On the other side, the Rams all are very known for their high-scoring offense. You had tweeted this out recently under Sean McVay. The Rams have won six games by yeah. twenty-nine plus points. That's right, by the way, from Artis and Travis and Tiffany. We cleared notes. it with Rams PR. That was right off the like page <laughs> eight of the notes. Don't you I love was that? On the plane yesterday, I, I I lifted that from their notes. <laughs> well, shout out to Artis and PR staff of the Rams. No other team has more than three such wins, the Saints. The Saints, yeah. During those two seasons, dear offense, like the Rams seemingly should be doing this again now. You would hope. I mean, they they beat teams by an average of 13 last year. Uh, So did the Saints, for that matter. They both won by 13 a game. The, I was talking to Jared today, and I knew he wasn't going to give me this answer. We're on live TV, and I said, listen, I know you always say the same thing, which is we're trying to get better every day. right?" I mean, it's the same cliched answer. Bless him for being able to stick to the script. 
He's good for it. He's very good for it. He takes it from the top. His coach is good for it as well. His mm-hmm. coach named, I, I've told Sean this before. You All you do is name check everybody. He goes like through. you run down the list of coaches and players and you even add in a name check of the reporter as well, which takes an extra four <laughs> seconds at the top. And he's brilliant with it. Um, We're anyways. exposed. No, it's great. It, it's it's great. Some coaches just repeat the same thing over and over. Like totally. they make a point and then they don't know when to stop and they make that point eight times. Totally. Sean makes a point, but then he just pads it with everyone's name. And you're like, oh, I feel so special. But there's a great, there's a, there's two, I mean, there's two results there. A, he's, he's padding his answer, but B, he's also crediting his staff. Yes. Which. Absolutely. Which means a lot for any manager in any field. Absolutely. So he's great with that. To your question, I said to Jared, what is, I said, I know you're going to say we're going to get better every day. But the rest of the league now after two seasons and 24 regular season wins and a trip to the Super Bowl is doing its damnedest to catch up to you, mm-hmm. right? They put in work in the offseason because you're, you're, the, you're the team with the target now to stop you. What is it that Sean is doing to stay ahead of those teams that are trying to take you down and working specifically in the offseason to do that? And he kind of started tap dancing. And I and I, I said, come on, give me something. He said, we might have some new wrinkles. I said, give me a wrinkle. <laughs> and he goes, no, on live TV, no. <laughs> and Maurice Jones-Drew said, did you really think he was going to do it? I said, I had to try. You pushed. So look, I mean, last year it was the excessive fake jet sweeps. Yeah. Robert Woods ran for 150 yards. Um, so they weren't all fakes. I, I don't know. I would love to say, you know, more two tight ends or more. I don't know the answer, but I would have to know, and as we all know, Sean, losing in the Super Bowl sent him back to the lab Mm -hmm. with a new sense of determination, and I'm very, very intrigued as to what he comes out of the lab with. And the lab, last few seasons we saw, the Rams ran an 11 personnel over 90% of the time. That changed in the postseason, though, a little bit. A little bit, yes. We have two really great tight ends. We could possibly see a 12 personnel or mix things up with uh, our running backs who look fantastic with Malcolm Brown to Daryl Henderson. And that being said, so we could see all sorts of personnels, perhaps. We learned recently, I mean, I actually heard from someone close to the team that the reason that Sean ran, you heard this too, I believe you were with me in this conversation, the reason Sean ran 11 personnel was because of a man named Cooper Cup. He wanted to run a 12 personnel, but he didn't because Coop is just too stinking good. Mm-hmm. Let me throw all my wideouts out there. What do you think about that? Yes, and he is stinking good, and, and they they truly did miss him. Not to, t- not to in any way take away from the effort that Josh Reynolds had in the second half of the season. They're calling a four-headed monster now. Sure. I mean, Cooper, and I know you've you've heard the same thing. I mean, he is... When you you look at the GPS tracking, he is actually tracking as more explosive right now in camp than he was last year. Now, doing that in a game is something entirely different. And they will always tell you that you aren't the same in year one back from the ACL. I mean, his was midseason. It wasn't in August. Mm -hmm. That year two is when you truly return to form. Um, He looks pretty good right now. I can't tell anything 
like from coming and seeing him go through recovery, mm-hmm. I can't see a, a difference. And he, he is a difference maker on third down. Yes. He's a game changer on third down. I, I love to run through my head what the Super Bowl would have been like if he had been there on third down. It, it, it's, you know, it's futile. You, you, see, do it. you saw it on his face at insane. the Super Bowl, too. Of course. Yeah. Um, so formation-wise, to your point, I don't know what they're going to do. Um, you know, are they gonna th- do they trust Tyler Higby's hands enough to throw to him that much more? I don't know. He's always, uh, you know, he, he has always, sh- his hands have been more consistent in practice over the years than they have been in games. Let's say it that way. However, last year was a market improvement. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm I'm fascinated. It'll be an interesting, nonetheless, uh, season, especially with two big games against the Panthers and then the Saints for our home opener in the Coliseum for the last uh, schedule year makers the know what they're doing. They know. They? Yeah, they're they so generally know what they're doing. Smart. Um, speaking of offense, we got some news from around the NFL. Jordy Nelson retired as a Packer. Good for him. Yes. I don't think you can say enough about the relationship he's had with Aaron Rodgers. Nine years together. A few very special years with my fantasy football mm-hmm. team, might I add. Who do you think can be the Jordy Nelson to Jared Goff? Well, I think it is Cooper Cup. Yeah. Um, although uh, they both are guys that that do have downfield ability not necessarily shown as much. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a great question. I um, thought about who's this there. Too. Who's there for for longevity's sake? Yeah, I mean, I would love to say. Cook I'd love signed to say contract, Robert. Wood. I right. mean, yeah, I mean, Brandon has obviously bounced around a lot. I think he's found a home here. I love what the Rams did with Robert Wood's contract. Yes, obviously, Woody um, looks always like every time you go out there. I'm like. Oh, let's create a highlight video mm-hmm. of Robert Woods and Jared well, Goff. I mean, look at the way the Patriots played the Rams in the Super Bowl too. I mean, they they obviously let's not remind us. No, of those but things. I mean, just in from from a defensive strategy <laughs> standpoint, sure. you want they took away Robert Woods. They did. So, um, I mean, he could be that guy. It's a great question. Who is there? Who's that for eight to ten years? Yeah, who's that? Again, they have I, I, a lot I'll, of options. I'll say Cooper. I'll say Cooper Cup. Coop. Yeah. yeah. I'm with you there. I actually agree with that. And actually, you know, Jordy had an ACL far later in his career, a preseason ACL, but, you know. The great parallels of life Mm -hmm. are being revealed to us. Um, Another interesting uh, news around the NFL, which directly impacted our joint practice with the Raiders, Antonio Brown was missing from practice again, allegedly due to frostbite. Have you seen the photos? Yes. Okay. AB, don't post these types of things. Well, he posts Everything. Everything. Sure. You're right. Ignore what I just requested. So you get frostbite from not wearing proper footwear in a cryogenic therapy mm-hmm. chamber. Allegedly. Allegedly. See, Syracuse uh-huh. education. You know you need feet in feet ball, right? Yeah. Like, I, I've never been in one of those cryo machines. But you've been at Syracuse. And right, you but know, they didn't have, but when I was there, like, the I mean, they thing. barely had microwaves. So. No, but you walk outside to the snow. Oh, yes, I see what you're saying. <laughs> your boogers freeze and your eyelashes stick together. Yes, that's, that's Syracuse. You know when things are freezing, to say the least. I, everything freezes. <laughs> yes, to your point. Um, his feet look awful. Like, somebody, like, I didn't, when we hadn't heard the cryo thing, like, you saw the photo. And I'm like, if you're a professional athlete, how, 
how do you ever let it get that bad? And then when you heard the cryo story, you say, okay, that, that makes a little bit of sense. I don't know when he's going to be back. Like I was talking to some Raider people today. I keep smacking the table and messing up the microphone. Oh, I'm sorry. Thank you. And, um, <laughs> and I said, has he been here? Like a little bit. Not really. I know he was there for the opening of Hard Knocks. You saw that for the opening meetings and all right. that. And then he was on NFI. He was hanging around. And then they got him on the field for the first time. He went hard for two days. And they said, no, we're out. And he's still active, but he's seeing foot specialists. My colleague Ian Rappaport said today on the air that uh, he is, they are optimistic. They still expect him to play week one. Okay, great. Yay. Um, you know, Steve Smith, who knows a little bit about playing wide receiver, said, on our show today that he is not remotely concerned that they they can get on the same page and that he's going to miss camp or miss the benefits of camp because he has worked so much with Derek Carr in the offseason and that even on a high school field, you can get that timing down. He knows more than me. I take his word for it. Sure. Um, I, I just hope he gets right and that they don't force him back early or rather he doesn't force himself back early where then – you know, those never get right. You ever try to run on blisters like that? I that mean, looks like a, his it whole looks like foot calcified. Is a blister. Not to be disgusting, but like those, that thing was, those, those, those scabs are so hard. Like almost like you needed like, like hard shears to like yes. cut that stuff off. It's like when it's disgusting. you remember in like grade school when you would like rub your hands together with Elmer's glue and pull That's them apart. That's exactly yes. what I was going to Except say. Except. Oh God, this is disgusting. Um, Let's hear it. When you when you have one of those really really bad blisters that you just tape up and tape up and tape up, and it just it hardens, right? And so there's like the skin's trying to heal underneath, but then it's almost like almost like like hard vulcanized rubber. Does that make sense? When was the last time you heard the word vulcanized, vulcanized. rubber? And then you just need to cut it off, and it, it's they're almost like. What are you doing, Andrew? It's in your disgusting. Free time? <laughs> I, I I hike a lot. I've gotten bad blisters over the years, and then like that's moleskin. I mean, tape it up. Let's totally. go. I just don't. I don't know how he's going to play with that. It doesn't look great. It's disgusting. But also, you would think that if you were freezing yourself in a chamber, uh, but like you only stay in the cryo machine for a couple of minutes. Right. That's not like you're going to sleep in there. That's like a quick in and out thing. It always makes me cry. <laughs> there you go. I've never <laughs> been in one. It is a very LA female thing to go in and, oh my God, my fat doesn't matter. Sure, it doesn't. But, it doesn't work for me. I eat too many French fries. <laughs> okay. I mean, I've never been in one. I hear very good things. I trust people that say that they work. It's not working for Just remember to wear booties. Remember to put the yeah. booties on. Um, speaking of booties, this has nothing to do with booties at all. Tom Brady is selling his Boston home. Speaking of booties, okay. <laughs> I don't know. It just seemed yeah, to work. But 39 not work. million. Yeah. Just, Make an offer. Right. So why, the biggest question me and Matt were talking about was, you're the king of Boston. Like outside of David Ortiz, mm -hmm. you are the man. You can go anywhere, do anything, and you're going to be just fine. Why are you leaving? Why move? He's not leaving well, yet. He was looking, he's looking maybe in an upstate New York situation. Look, they have a home. Well, they sold in Brentwood to Dr. Dre. They sold that house. Um, he has multiple residences. It's not as if he's, you know, going to be sleeping on the streets. <laughs> he could, and they would he be could. a mattress and a fluffy pillow. It for might him. be something where he thinks they're, the housing market's going to take a turn. And he wants to get out right now. That's fair. And when you're you're 
your list price is $39 million, even a drop of 10% in the housing market is a significant drop. I don't know these things. Now, the the way you look at his contract, they just redid it. They, they took him from 15 to 23 this year. You know, they say it's a two-year, $70 million deal, but in reality, they have it out. Both sides have it out after this year. The second-year number is, 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 is kind of in line with the franchise tag. There are a lot of people that think that this gives both sides a clean out next year if they decide to go. Now, right. I don't know what it would take for the Patriots to say, Tom, we're moving on. Let me give you a hypothetical, though. Let's say they win the Super Bowl again. Okay. It's number seven. And let's say Belichick says, ah, I'm good. I'm done. Or Tom says, I'd like to hang it up. I'm going out on top. Now, I don't think he's going to. But if one of them wants out, this makes his contract very easy. A lot easier. It makes it a lot easier. That's fair. I don't think they'd ever let him hit free agency. No. Because now... If he gets injured in September and Jarrett Stidham comes in and somehow does a Garoppolo, then that's a conversation worth having. Yes. I don't know that anyone thinks Jarrett Stidham is ready right now to do that. Right. I don't know if they even think he is the guy, but allegedly he looks good in camp. Um, they all do. It, all the back of quarterbacks look good. It will be a very interesting season now. I won't be buying his house. I don't think any of us here at this $140,000. The dog house in the back, maybe. Oh, yeah, that's fair. That's mm -hmm. where I belong. I wasn't suggesting that. <laughs> I'll take the mailbox. The mailbox. The, mailbox, yeah. the yoga studio. Uh, all right, Maddie, it's time. Hashtag. We got our social segment with Serena coming up here. <laughs> Let's do it. All right, trending on Twitter right now. Hashtag car fails. Now, we did see Derek Carr fail today by throwing a ball into the hands of Akib Tlaib mm -hmm. on the field. But I assume that you have had, we've all had our moments on the road, flat tires. Mm -hmm. What do you got, Andrew? My best car failure? Yeah. Oh, I got a good one. Ooh. Um, 1996, winter of 96, I was a 22-year-old kid living in Chicago. I was working at WMAQ Radio and I had to do a morning shift, so like sports at 15 and 45, that kind of thing. And uh, so I had to be in at like, uh, I think my first one was 515. Uh, it was New Year's Eve day, so the 31st, oh my snowing, bad, obviously. I wake up in the morning like 415, I hear the sirens. You live in the city, you always hear sirens, you don't think of it. So I go downstairs and as I go downstairs, I'm in a three-story apartment building in Lakeview in Chicago, and I come downstairs, and there are fire trucks blocking the exit of the garage. I'm like, "Oh no, mother of dragons! I, I can't, <laughs> I can't get out." So I I walk into the garage, and I'm walking towards the back, and my car is in the back; it's not covered, and I'm walking towards the back, and I smell smoke, and I see firefighters. I'm like, oh, what the hell? So I keep walking and walking, and then all of a sudden, I'm like, "Wait, a minute, the firefighters." Are working over my car. Oh no. So I'm like, wait, what? I'm like, is this your car? I said, yes. So evidently, I don't know how it happened, but there had been a short in the dashboard. Like, like there, I had trouble like turning my headlights off, and there was a short in the dashboard. And it had smoldered like in the dashboard all night. 
And somebody in my building, I looked out the back of the building and seen basically the inside of my car on fire. Oh, dear. And so <laughs> my car basically killed itself. It caught itself on fire. And when I get there, my dashboard had melted off. I had been in a bad neighborhood the night before, so I'd taken all the CDs that were under back CDs. Oh, that's where you're Under my front seat. Now. Yeah. And I threw them in my trunk. So I saved all my CDs, but they all smelled Thank like goodness. smoke. Um, but my car was totally totaled. Um, a cop who had been there on the scene was like, poor kid. He drove me to work. Oh my God. Did you get to sit in the front seat? I don't remember. <laughs> no, yes, I did you're sit in the, the seat. But no. I think I sat in the back. I think I sat in the back. I sat in the back. This is a gr- I had forgotten about that. I sat in the back. Because well, um, he probably had a shotgun in the front. So uh, I yeah, sat yeah. in the back. Okay. Um, and I'd go get a new car. My car committed ritual Harry Carry. It killed wow. itself. Wow. Mm. Burned it burned itself down. I mean the the outside was fine, but like the dashboard and the front seat were at were, were basically gone. Did you make the show on time? I did. Wow. I made the show on time. That's that Syracuse yep. alum right mm-hmm. there. Never Without a car, called my parents. I'm like, what do I do? <laughs> this is pre-Uber for those listening yeah, and don't understand had to, what that had to, means. Because yeah. that's why you get driven by a cop. Bought a POS Honda Accord. That was Boom. like 10 years old at that point. Yep. Solid. Mm-hmm. All right, mm-hmm. Maddie, what do we got? Uh, ESPN 8, the Ocho is back for the day. Seriously? My favorite, yes. What are they doing on it? Oh, Matt will They have us. a full rundown from, I think it was midnight last night until midnight tonight. Is like Oberman doing it in the leather jacket? I I've, hope so. I've been, that is awesome. We've been at Rams okay. camp. Yeah, a little out of the loop on that. But I've got, I pulled up the rundown and pulled up some of my favorite sporting events that I would like to throw your guys away mm-hmm. and get to some of your comments. The 51st National Stone Skipping Competition. That's Ooh. a thing. That's a thing. Okay. I could probably get like two what else? or three. Okay. Best of chess boxing. Chess boxing. Mm. So are these boxers who play chess <laughs> or are these chess players <laughs> box? box. <laughs> okay. What else? U.S. pizza team trials. What is that? Oh, the f- they're, they're, they're throwing the pizza. They're going oh, through. Okay. They got to form the dough, right? It's this is like, a person who's allergic what did, what to gluten. You, it that knows acrobatic it. pizza yeah. tossing or tossing. something? Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, 46th annual cherry pit spitting championship. That's cool. Wow. That's cool. Okay. Putt putt championship. I'm all Easy. for that. Uh, lawnmower racing. What? Lawnmower racing. Lawnmower like, racing. Do you get to like be on the lawnmower? I, I, I guess so. Wish I, I think it comes on later. Actually, okay. okay. So we can find out. Okay, great. Uh, 2019 stupid robot fighting league. Ooh. I mean, <laughs> there's some of those that are real shows. <laughs> Uh, and then the 2019 World Sign Spinning Championship. Sign spinning? What, like, oh, like, like on the, the, oh. the arrows. Oh my like gosh. the guy outside the subway? Yes. At Sawtell in Santa Monica? Correct. Yes. Shout out. I saw two on Lincoln Avenue uh, discussing techniques and their That's... tips and tricks for each other, probably prepping for this. Okay, day. so you're asking what I think should be added? Who would you, which, which of no, these, these would are you want? Those. Which of these would you want to be and a commentator also for? Also, the slippery stairs are phenomenal. Slippity, slippery slippity. stairs. What? Which of those? <laughs> would you be a commentator? Would you do play-by-play for? Since you're doing our play-by-play. Give me the play. first two again. Uh, the National Stone Skipping Competition uh-huh. and chess boxing. Oh, chess boxing. Yeah. For, for chess choice. players chess who boxing. box. So, so, Craig, <laughs> so they have like real people on the board? And then they, they have to oh, fight. Oh, that's no, no, better that than what is? I was thinking. That's We're going to find out right that's now. So Let's like, find out in Because real time. in 
in Mel Brooks' History of the World Part Two. I'm aging myself again. This is legendary great. film. <laughs> they they actually have they they you know go back to 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 France and it's uh, the Count de Monet and he says like you know pawn jump queen. And, oh yeah, I right, know. Right, they actually have. Yes, it actually gets a little vulgar after that. But you get my point. And you actually have people on the board, right? Fighting. That would be awesome. Is that right? It's incorrect, but this is much better than what is literally just this. an alternating rounds of boxing and chess. So you punch each oh, other in the face. My God! And then have to eliminate the other person's king. And then here comes Bobby Fischer. Yeah. <laughs> like he'll kneecap you. Right. And the beat real quick. Right. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, which one would you compete in? Which one would I compete in? I think I'd be good at the stone skipping. Yeah, you're good for I'm that? I'm a decent stone skipper. Okay. A skipper of stones. I don't ever want to take um, any for that. That's good. Hmm. Good to know. Probably that. I think the uh, pizza dough. I'm not good at that. That would probably not be good like, I could say ba ba boo but he... Yeah, but that's culturally insensitive. <laughs> it's Family Guy. <laughs> I know. You think Would Family you? <laughs> Guy was anything other than culturally insensitive? You proved my point. You're right. It was a the most offensive show on television. I think it's hysterical. <laughs> hey, does anyone ever notice that back when we were kids, like like they would have pasta sauce commercials and it would be like a guy in in a in a white undershirt. Like looking over his mom's shoulder, like "Mamma Mia, that's a spicy." But that's not culturally insensitive, of course. Puerto Rican Colombian has decided to also throw the culturally insensitive. Right now, personally, I couldn't care less, yeah. but I just find it fun not to go down. When the I go to SiriusXM and my producer, who's an Italian woman from New mm -hmm. York, decides to hear my Family Guy impersonation, she's also slightly well offended. i mean family guy is the funniest <laughs> maybe the, the funniest show ever well arrested development is the best show in the te in the in the history of television Absolutely. all 53 episodes but when in in family guy what was the uh tom tucker with the the news anchor yeah i'm not wearing any pants film at 11 that guy <laughs> that that the best stuff on that show was often tom tucker or uh, Tr or, or trisha takanawa oh, as well she, she was fantastic <laughs> um or Anything with Anything. Adam, Adam West has to be up there, right? Yes. <laughs> but, but Arrested Development is the greatest show. It's so good. Other than, like, say, the original, that and the original two series, two seasons of Black Mirror. Oh, yes. The original The British, the, the, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's. Those all mess me the up. The last one. Yeah, they're, they're head. I can't watch them before I go to bed. Yeah. Oh. If not football, mm -hmm. then what? For you, if not football, then what? Yeah, um, I'd like to write the great American novel. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I. What would I like job. to do? Uh, what would I like to do? Um, I like to travel. I, I would. If some, I mean, everyone is now an Instagram influencer, so everyone has some kind of travel sponsorship. I'm late to that train, so I would never get on it. But I mean, if if I could somehow monetize hiking, traveling, eating, all those things that I do in my in my scant free time, that would be fantastic. I would also love to do news one day. Don't get me wrong. I, I don't want to cover mass shootings. There are days like that when our, sure. our, our hearts hurt, all of our hearts hurt where you say, um, I don't know that I would want to do that. I love my job. I grew up in Washington, outside Washington, um, grew up around politics and I'm a poli-sci minor. I, I would always, I would love to do something like that. Um, Love to be ambassador to Spain. 
Um, Spain's a good country. Argentina, if they don't fall apart between now and then. All right. Um, you know, Spanish-speaking country. I'd have to get a little bit better. I'm great when borracho, but... Yeah, I was like a little bit of vino in you. Um, so good. Sin vino no puedo hablar por nada. So. Perfecto. Muchísimas gracias, Andrew, for coming on. That's it. Our second episode of Ramblin' is in the books. Appreciate you for hanging out. Thank you. I was late. So you I, thank you for being patient. Shout out to Ryan Clark. Just keep, we're two for two. We're so two okay. for keep two on this. Keep a good thing going. Appreciate it. Happy International Cat Day, folks. I hate cats. They're awful. That's a wrap. See ya. Feline good. <laughs>